The River Church invites you to Flood Conference 2020, starting Monday, February 17th. Spend five nights immersing yourself in the Word and presence of God. Be refreshed, revived, touched, and empowered in these series of Holy Ghost meetings. One touch from God can change your life forever. Flood Conference begins at Monday night, February 17th, and goes until Friday, February 21st. Service starts at 7 o'clock p.m. For more information, you can go to our website, www www.therivercushocton.com You're listening to Life of Revival Radio with Pastor Zachary Weber. Well, good morning, everybody. I'm Zachary Weber. You're listening to Life of Revival. I'm your host, and I'm also the pastor of the River Church right here in Coshocton, Ohio. It's so great to be with you this morning. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, this morning is a great morning for you to come and visit us at the River Church. Our service begins at 10 a.m. We're located at 51 Pine Street. That's right on the corner of River Road and Pine over by the plaza the river church once again we start at 10 a.m this morning you definitely have time to make it out we call our sunday morning worship service the main event it's the time where we come together in one accord in one place and we worship the king of kings and the lord of lords his name is jesus christ we would love for you to be a part of this morning so you can come visit us 51 pine street 10 a.m there'll be greeters at the door waiting to greet you and welcome you in. Also, if you're not following us on social media, you're going to want to do that to stay up to date with everything that's happening. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the River Coshocton. You can also follow us on Instagram at River Coshocton. You can go on there, look at the pictures of everything that God is doing. We have pictures of our outreaches, our revival meetings, all of our special services are all online. You can join us any way that you're able to. Also on Facebook, you can catch the live streams of our services. We live stream every service on Facebook Live, 10 a.m. You can watch right online or you can watch the replay later today. So all of that is available on social media. Well, why don't we take a moment right in this broadcast and just pray. Father, we thank you for this time that we have together. Lord, as your word goes forth even today through way of radio and podcast, I pray that you would anoint the reading of your word. I pray that you would anoint each ear to hear. And Father, I pray that each each heart would be receptive to receive what the Spirit of God has for them this morning. And we pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Well, last week we started talking about the prayer of faith. And I talked about things that can hinder your faith from working. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11 that without faith it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is 
and that he is a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. Amen. So not only do we believe that he is, we must also believe he is a rewarder as we're seeking him. But the Bible says that it's not hard to please God without faith. The Bible says it is totally impossible to be pleasing unto God if you don't have faith. So if you want to see your prayers answered, it's going to take faith. You don't need great faith. You just need a mustard seed of faith. You need something that God can work with. So it's going to take an understanding of faith, and then it's going to take a knowing of how to use your faith. You know, you can grow your faith. The Bible says God has given every man a measure of faith. He's given us faith. It's up to us to take that, to begin to feed our faith with the Word of God, and then put it into work. Amen? So that's what we're talking about. We're talking about faith, and specifically, we're talking about the prayer of faith. Now, what a lot of people do not understand about prayer is there are different kinds of prayer. People don't understand that. You know, you can't take rules from one kind of prayer and apply it to another kind of prayer. Someone says, well, I don't understand. I, I, I thought prayer was just prayer. Well, you know, you wouldn't take the rules of football and apply it to hockey, would you? Well, sports is sports, isn't it? No, there are different rules to different kinds of sports. In the same way, there are different biblical rules to different kinds of prayer. For example, praise and worship is actually prayer. You know, when you go to church on Sunday morning and you lift your hands to the Lord, you lift your voice, you begin to sing unto the Lord. Did you know that that's actually the highest form of prayer? It's your praise and it's your worship. You know, it, it's wrong for you to go to church and there are hymns going or songs, whatever type of worship your church does, but it is so wrong to just have your hands on the back of the chair in front of you staring at the ground waiting for the song portion of the service to be over. It's not the song portion of the service, it's worship and it's actually prayer because prayer is communicating with God and it's God communicating with you. So praise and worship is prayer. You know, there, there's a right and a wrong way to praise and to worship God. Amen. We're not going to get into that today. Uh, but you can go read Psalms, learn all about how to praise God. Amen. Jesus said that the Father is seeking people to worship him in spirit and in truth. So you worship him from your heart of hearts. Anyway, so there's praise and worship. That's a, that's a type of prayer. There's the prayer of consecration. That's when you say, not my will, but your will be done, O Lord. You don't pray that prayer over everything. Hello. For example, when you pray over your meal... You don't pray, oh, now, Father, we just pray in Jesus' name that you would bless this food for its intended purpose to the nourishment of our body, but nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. <laughs> you, you know, you don't apply the rules of a prayer of consecration to all types of prayer. You apply, not my will, but your will be done. That, that's a consecration prayer. That's when you die to your own will and you say, Lord, your will be done in my life. There's also the prayer of agreement. That's where two or more agree on anything. And Jesus said, when you agree, it will be done. You know, a lot of people don't know how to do that right. You don't just agree. You, you both have to release your faith. When you pray, you don't, it's, it's not about just getting a bunch of people to pray because you can get a bunch of people 
who uh, don't know how to pray to pray and nothing happens. That's why a lot of times some prayer lines, they just don't work. Don't put me on it. It's not going to work. Amen. Because not only do you need people to pray, you need people who know how to pray. And that's why we're doing these radio broadcasts, because it's actually it's very simple. But the whole point that I'm making here is just like there are different rules to different kinds of sports. There are different rules to different kinds of prayer. Amen. So we're talking about the prayer of faith. Now, this is the most common prayer that you're going to be praying because the prayer of faith is when you go to the Lord with requests. But it's not enough to just have requests to the Lord that you're praying that he would do something for you because you can pray until you're blue in the face. That doesn't mean anything is going to happen unless you have faith that God not only heard your prayer, but he's also going to answer your prayer and also you receive the answer for it. You have to know how it works. It's not enough to just rattle off a bunch of things in prayer and then hope that it happens. Whatever will be, will be. The future's not mine to see. No, there, there are guarantees in the word of God that if you pray biblically and if you pray correctly, that God will answer you. And if you pray according to the word of God, the Bible says that all of his promises are yes, and through Christ they are amen. So we're talking about the prayer of faith. One of the most important things to the prayer of faith is, of course, having faith, believing that God's going to do something when you pray. You know, I know when I pray, something is going to happen. Why? Because when I pray, I don't pray to a God that doesn't have ears that can't hear. I don't pray to a God that doesn't have eyes that he cannot see. And when I pray, I use a name that's above every other name. I use the name of Jesus, where Jesus said, when you pray, you can ask anything in my name and my father in heaven will do it. He said, whatever you ask in my name. It will happen. So I know, I believe with all my heart, I have faith that when I pray to the Father and I use the name of Jesus, God is going to move. He's going to do something. He's going to show up. And I got news for you. If you're born again, if you have Jesus in your heart, the the name of Jesus works for you too. You pray to the same Father in heaven. And when you use the name of Jesus, all of heaven stands to attention. Something's going to happen. When you pray the way the Bible tells you to pray, you better get ready because you're going to see some major awesome things happen. So talking about the prayer of faith, one of the most important things is is having faith. And last week we talked about uh, things that hinder our faith, which we're not going to go over again today. You can listen to the replay by searching Life of Revival on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you can find podcasts. You can listen to last week's. But I want to read in James chapter 1, It says in verse 5, If any of you is deficient in wisdom, let him ask of the giving God, who gives to everyone liberally and ungrudgingly, without reproaching or fault-finding, and it will be given to him. Only it must be in faith that he asks, with no wavering, no hesitating, and no doubting. (laughs) You know, when you pray, don't hesitate. When you pray, you got to know 
and not have any doubt that God's going to hear and answer your prayer. So it says it must be done in faith. For the one who wavers, hesitates in doubt is like the billowing surge out at the sea that is blown hither and thither and tossed by the wind. For truly, let not such a person imagine that he will receive anything that he asks for from the Lord. So he starts by talking about if you need wisdom, you could ask and ask in faith. But then he says, if you doubt, don't think that you're going to receive anything from the Lord. It says in verse 8, for being as he is a man of two minds, hesitating and irresolute, he is unstable and unreliable and uncertain about everything he thinks, he feels, and he decides. You know, there are so many people like that in the church, and it ought not be. Look, the Bible says those who know their God will do exploits in his name. I want to tell you, if God's going to come through for anybody, it's going to be for his people, even right here in Coshocton, Ohio. Those that are born again, bought by the blood of Jesus, washed in the blood, have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of them. God's going to show up in your life, but you've got to engage him. You have to pray, use the name of Jesus. And when you pray, believe that God heard and he's going to answer your prayer. Someone says, yeah, but what if I pray for something that's out of the will of God? <laughs> I never understand that question. What can, what are you possibly praying that you even need to ask that question? Oh, Father, I just pray that uh, my mother-in-law's car break down so she wouldn't come visit us. <laughs> you know, what, what are you praying that's out of the will of God? And, I, and I'll give you the answer to that. Just pray the word of God. Find scripture pertaining to what you're believing God for And you'll never have to worry about that ever. Amen. Which you should do anyway. If there's something that you're praying about, you should always find at least three scriptures pertaining and that relates to the very thing that you're believing him for. That's why I know healings for everybody, because there's promises in the word of God for the believer on healing. Psalms 103, bless the Lord, O my soul, forget not all of his benefits, who forgives all my iniquity, and he heals all my diseases. Does the Lord forgive all your sin? Yes. Does he heal all your diseases? Yes, he will, if you choose to believe him for it. Because the Bible says that all the promises of God are yea, and through Christ, they're amen. Hallelujah. You know, if you're believing God for a financial breakthrough, Lord, you said in your word, oh, no man, nothing but to love. Lord, you said blessings would come upon me and overtake me in Deuteronomy 28. Father, you you said in Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. You know, you, you find scriptures and then you'll know the will of God. God's will is in his word. It's found in his word. If you can find it in the word, you can pray for it, believe God for it, grab a hold of it. In fact, the Bible says in Romans, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So even to have faith to receive anything from the Lord, it starts with you having uh, knowledge of the word of God pertaining to what you're even praying for. I hope this makes sense to somebody because this is so simple that it would take an idiot to help you misunderstand it. Hallelujah. But I pray the blinders come off even this morning, and I pray that you see clearly in the mighty name of Jesus. And I pray that as you begin to pray to the Lord, that you begin to see results, because when you pray, you don't do it in hope, you do it in faith. 
Hallelujah. So James, it says, let not a person who doubts or, or wavers thinks, think that he'll receive anything from the Lord. Now look at this. In James 5, it says in uh, verse 14, is there any sick among you? He should call in the elders of the church and they should pray over him, anointing him with oil in the Lord's name. And look at verse 15. And it says, and the prayer of faith will save him who is sick. And the Lord will raise him up, and if he has committed any sins, they will be forgiven. In verse 17, it says, And Elijah was a human being with a nature such as we have, with feelings and affections and a constitution like ours. And he prayed earnestly for it not to rain, and no rain fell on the earth for three years and six months. And then he prayed again, and the heavens supplied rain, and the land produced its crops as usual. So, Elijah, it says, was a human being with a nature such as we have. You know, a lot of times we read the Bible and we see these men that God used and we have a tendency to elevate them as if they, they, these were some great people. But we, we actually sometimes forget that the people that God used in the Bible were ordinary people just like you and just like me. They were just ordinary, everyday people. In fact, we have a tendency to call people who God, are, who God is using. We say, oh, that person's a great man of God, or oh, that's just a great woman of God. But you know, there's no such thing as a great man or a great woman of God. There's just ordinary people who have a great God, and they know their God. They know what he's capable of. They know how to use the name of Jesus, and they know how to believe him for something. If that sounds like you, just say amen. I believe God's going to come through for you. Hallelujah. Now, again, we're talking about the prayer of faith. Mark 11, 22 through 25. It says, and then Jesus said to his disciples, have faith in God. I tell you the truth that you can say unto this mountain. May you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. I tell you that you can pray for anything. So says, well, what can I pray for? <laughs> Jesus said, I tell you that you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you have received it, you shall have it. But when you're praying, first forgive anyone you're holding a grudge against so that your father who is in heaven will forgive your sins too which is really important. A lot of people, their prayers aren't answered because they hold grudges against people. You know, you cannot have a single grudge against anybody, present or past. I'm not saying you had a grudge and you got over it. I'm saying that you can't have a grudge about something someone did 10 years ago. You have to completely forgive them and let it go. Hallelujah. And you can do that. I believe you can do that. So Jesus said, you can pray for anything, but you must believe that you've received it and then you shall have it. So we're talking about, again, prayer faith. I know that you know that, but there are some people who tune on in the middle of the program and they need to know what we're talking about. So how exactly do we pray this prayer of faith? Well, I'll give you the steps. It's right there in Mark 11. Number one, you need to say it when, when you pray, what are you doing? You're speaking. You need to speak out what you're praying and believing God for. You know, at the River Church, we don't accept unspoken prayer requests. I tell people it's unanswered because it's unspoken. Because Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty three, 23, for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain. Notice how many times Jesus says say. 
For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Notice Jesus spoke three times about the words that you speak and one time about what you believe. Your words are just as important as your faith. Amen. Because when you really believe God, you're going to be speaking words of faith. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians 4.13 says, We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believe, therefore I have spoken. We also believe. Therefore, we speak. So in your prayer times, in your prayer of faith, you, you need to speak and proclaim what exactly you want. Someone says, well, God knows what I want. Yeah, but Jesus said you have to speak it out. Prayer is what moves the hand of God. Prayer is a petition to the Lord. Number one, say it, speak it out. Amen. Someone says, I'm just going to pray quietly. And, and No, look, I heard one powerful minister say this. He said, if your prayers don't move the air around you, what makes you think that they're going to move God? You know, some people, they have no life in their prayer whatsoever. You listen to them pray. There's no, you can tell their heart's not behind it. They're not moved. You know, when you're praying, it should move. If you want it to move God, it should move you. Are you with me? Hallelujah. You, you listen to some people pray. Uh, 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 Father, we just come before thee now in thy great love. Uh, you know, they, they don't even talk right. It's dry. It's religious. When you get real with God, God will get real with you. Amen. Come on. Pray. Pray fervently. The, the Bible says the fervent prayer of a righteous man makes much power available. Hallelujah. So, number one, say it. Number two, you have to believe it. You have to believe that the things that you're praying for are going to happen. Matthew 21 and verse 22, Jesus said, If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask in prayer. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's not enough to just say what you want. You have to believe that it's going to happen. You have to exercise your faith, release it, and believe that what you prayed for shall come to pass. Number three, you receive it. The best time to receive it is when you say, Amen. I believe now that I've received what I prayed for. Now, you remember the woman with the issue of blood? If you remember that story in the Bible, there's a woman who had uh, an issue of blood for 12 years, was nothing better, but rather grew worse. The Bible says when she heard of Jesus, she came into the press behind and touched the hem of his garment, for she said, remember we talked about saying, she said within herself, if I may touch but the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. Hallelujah. And the moment she touched the hem of his garment, the Bible says straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body she was healed of that plague. Now, there were many people touching Jesus the day the woman with the issue of blood touched Jesus, but she got a miracle. The other people didn't say anything about them. She felt power, leave Jesus and go into him. The Bible says he was in a crowd. He was in a press. There were many people touching on him, but the moment she touched him, power was released into her. Why? Because she believed the moment she touched him, she would receive a miracle. You know, in your prayer time, you have to create a point in your prayer. Like I said, the best time is when you say amen, because amen means let it be done. You have to 
to create a point where right now I believe I've received it in Jesus name. Glory to God. So you have to do that. So the moment you say, amen, I believe I received it. Glory to God. Amen. And then from there, you walk like it. You talk like it. And that brings us to the final one. Number one, you say it. Number two, you believe it. Number three, you receive it. And number four, you must act on it. James 2, 17 tells us that faith by itself isn't enough. You must put action behind your faith. Now, Every prayer is going to be different. It depends on what you're believing the Lord for. But, you know, you have to ask the Holy Spirit, okay, Lord, I'm believing you for this. This is the thing I'm praying for. Now, Holy Spirit, show me what action can I take that would constitute me putting an action behind my faith? And the Lord will show you. You know, many times it's right in the Bible. If you're believing for finances, biblically, you know, sow a seed. You give finances because Jesus said, when you give, it will be given back to you. But there's something in what you're believing for that will constitute an action behind your faith. Amen. You know, I, I've seen a, we've seen a couple of people raised up out of a wheelchair at the river church, but you know what? We prayed for them and that was great. But the moment we said, do something you couldn't do before, when they put an action behind their faith and got up out of the wheelchair, boom, something happened and power went into their body and their legs are strengthened. One lady completely healed was, I think, 14 years MS, completely healed by the power of God. It was the moment she put action behind her faith. So maybe you have pain in your shoulder. Well, you need to move that shoulder as if it was completely healed. And that action will produce, you know, it, it's your faith speaking. It's your faith expressing itself. So you have to decide and you have to ask the Holy Spirit, what would constitute an action, me acting on my faith and what I'm believing you for? Amen. So number one, you say it. Number two, you believe it. Number three, you receive it. And number four, you put action behind it. Hallelujah. I hope that this blessed you today. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you. We're out of time. Join us at the river this morning, 51 Pine Street, 10 a.m., the River Church. You can go to theriverkashocton.com. I hope to see you this morning. If you come, come see me after the service. Shake my hand. Let me know that you were listening this morning. God bless you. We'll see you next week at 8.30 a.m. You're not going to want to miss it. Life of Revival. We'll see you next week. God bless. We would love for you to join us at the River Church this morning at 10 a.m. For additional information about our church, you can go on our website at www.therivercoshopton.com. You can also follow us on Facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash therivercoshopton. This is David Ingalls. Has anyone told you today that God loves you and that he has a plan for your life? I have a very important question I want to ask you. If you were to die this very second, do you know for sure beyond a shadow of a doubt that you would go to heaven? The Holy Bible reads, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God and for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The Bible also reads, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I'm a whosoever, and you are too. I want to pray for you. 
Father God, in the name of Jesus, bless those listening to my voice. Bless their family with long, healthy lives. Make yourself real to them. If they aren't born again, I pray that they receive Jesus as Lord right now. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Listening ones, if you would like to receive the gift that God has for you, say this prayer after me from your heart. Say it from your lips out loud. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Wash me and cleanse me. Set me free. Jesus, thank you that you died for me. I believe that you are risen from the dead. I believe that you're coming back again for me. Oh God, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Give me a passion for the lost. Give me a hunger for the things of God. Give me a holy boldness to tell others about Jesus Christ. According to the Word of God and my prayer, I'm saved. I'm born again. I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. Amen. My brother, my sister, I welcome you to the family of God. Be sure to tell someone about your prayer and get into a Bible teaching church family right away. Always remember, run to God and not from God because He loves you and has a great plan for your life.